Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. GAF, we protect what matters most. Let us back on the air. It's the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. I do inside sales at Home Builder Supply in Wilson and Greenville. And uh, and I was even able to determine the doors sitting behind Donnie. The reason I say that is Donnie and I usually are across from each other where we could shake hands, but sometimes we do the show remotely and he's in his, his place in Burlington. I'm here in Wilson, but the show was worldwide. And the best place to start is the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. We've got links to past shows. We've got our social media connections there. You can listen to past shows in a podcast form. Uh, you got a question about your house. You can click a link called Ask the Contractor, and Donnie gets those emails and answers them. And sometimes we answer on the air. And you're probably going, if you're new to the show, who's this Donnie guy? Well, Donnie's a general contractor. He owns Blanchard Building Company and Suretop Roofing. And uh, he's going to be a TV star in the future. He doesn't think so, but I do. I don't know about you, Donnie. It's been hot as Hades here in the eastern part of the state. And how's it your direction? Very much the same, sir. It's it's really uh, this big heat wave in July has really put a damper on our ability to make progress. And I just feel sorry for my guys who have to work outside. You know, just a little shade is worth a 10 degree swing. So things have been slow going to say the least. But nonetheless, we have plenty of work here and plenty of progress being made. I really like the fact that you identified my door in the background as a Cheyenne pattern. So, um, you know, you're the building supply guru now. I wouldn't say I'm a guru. I just happen to sell a couple of those doors recently. So I recognize the design. That's all. Nice. I'll take it. Super experienced. And um, I love it that you're in the construction world now. So that gives us much more to talk about. And uh, to comment on your uh, so-called movie star comment, not a movie star by any means, but we are wrapping up uh, season two of 50-50 Flip. So uh, the production will finish in the next week or so, and everything will be in post-production. And the expected date for everything to air on A&E and Hulu is in January. So we have a really good show put together in I just can't say enough about how much I've learned in the last six months. When you flip 10 houses at a breakneck pace, you don't have a choice but to learn. And you make really good relationships with the people because it's almost like you go to war together. So I appreciate the kind Mm. words. I'm by far not the movie star, not the star of the show, but uh, it was a great opportunity to be the contractor on that for this season. You are what we call a supporting cast member. Now, something else I want to jump on uh, real quick is, you know, an electric car company that's moving to your neck of the woods and there's a lot of money, a lot of jobs and stuff. Yeah, just south of us in Chatham County and the little town of Siler City, there's a company called Vinfast and they basically got a grant of $1.2 billion um, to, to start this electric vehicle production facility. And uh, the word is they're going to be able to crank out as many as 150,000 electric vehicles per year. Uh, the facility is going to take up over 1,800 acres if you can wrap your mind around that. So just a really big deal, a lot of growth and job opportunity just south of us in Chatham County. And it sounds really exciting, but it also tells us we talk a lot about battery development and technology and electric vehicles and everything. And it sounds like with a giant grant of $1.2 billion, that that's where the government is wanting to push the money. We, we've said it before, so we're not going to go in a, a deep discussion on this. The infrastructure is not there to do all the things they want to do and the timelines they want to do. And I'm just going to go off on a limb and say maybe some politicians up in D.C. and even at state levels have vested interest in electric vehicles and battery production. But $1.2 billion for VinFast, Kansas City Royals said, Psh, that's nothing. They're talking about building a new stadium, cost $2 billion, 
you know it'll go over that because all construction projects go over budget. It will employ at one point a total of 20,000 different contractors and construction workers that they'll need to do this stadium. You are tried and true. I will say I've only seen you outside of a Kansas City Royals hat maybe once ever, and we've been doing this for four years. Sorry, we have to have some uh, distances between us. We're not that personal in our relationship yet. (laughs) To give you an idea of $2 billion, that is higher than the gross domestic product of 41 countries on planet Earth. Are you glad about that, or does that seem sad? I'm really, I think there's too much public money in sports stadiums. And I realize that they try to always turn it around and say, hey, we make tax money off property taxes and player salaries and the jobs. But $2 billion, uh, I'm not seeing that. I, I, I'd rather sit out in my backyard and, and, and just grill and hang out with the family than do anything else. Speaking of grilling, you're a grilling aficionado, right? You've added something, haven't you? You've gone maybe to the dark side, some people would say. I thought you weren't going to bring this up, but yeah, maybe just a tad. So I'll give you the story. All right. Last week, we have to do this big cookout thing. Um, The folks from the TV show did a seminar on basically uh, flipping houses, the financing portion, how you can do what they do. And they said, hey, would you like to cook? They knew what they were doing because they baited me and they knew I couldn't say no. So I'm cooking for, I don't know, 50, 70 people. And I'm thinking to myself, my, I'm a charcoal guy because all my grill folks out there know that, you know, the heat source really matters. And a gas grill is turn a few knobs, push a button and it lights up and you cook your food. And that's wonderful if you're busy and I am busy. So I basically have to be choosy when I I do choose to grill. I've been tempted for during the week if I need to grill something pretty quick. Gosh, I'm always going to get a gas grill. I'm going to do it. I'm going to research it. I'm going to figure out what I want, but I never have. It's been years. So with this cookout in mind, so I basically caved and went to the big box store and purchased a gas grill. And I run across this one. It's called an infrared grill. So I run across the infrared. I open it up to see what the big deal is about that. And it has a cooking plate between the heat source at the bottom and the actual grill grates at the top. And the big deal there is when I grill charcoal, I grill indirect. So on my charcoal grills, I have the Kamado Joe, the green egg and all those, uh, the indirect cooking plate doesn't let the meat burn. So it cooks everything a lot slower. If you're going low and slow, and that's usually the name of the game, that that intermediate plate is everything. And so this infrared has an intermediate plate and I bought it and it said basically it prevents flare ups. So when you have grease from burgers dripping down there, the flames don't flare up and burn the burgers. I hate to go into a long explanation about this, but I get excited. And, um, and, and the deal is I tried it. I cooked, I don't know, 50 burgers and 50 hot dogs and I didn't burn anything. It was super seamless. I, I was very impressed. And I will say that I give a full endorsement to an infrared grill. You've got a lot of kids and you just don't have much time to grill and you're going to go gas. That is the way to go. Quick summary on grill for my grill folks out there. I will say that um, the heat source is everything. So if a charcoal grill, uh, one of the Kamados or the green eggs, you can't do ribs any better than you can on anything else but those. Um, a hack that I have is a an electric smoker. Uh, electric smoker is basically a, an outdoor oven that burns wood chips. When low and slow is the name of the game, like with Boston butts or barbecue, I can cook a Boston butt for 20, 22 hours on an electric smoker. And basically when the when it hits 160 degrees internal temperature, the pores close, so it can't take on any smoke. You don't have to continue to feed it wood chips. But uh, you can get one of these liquidation stores that every town seems to have. 
will cycle through electric smokers once in a while. It looks like a little dorm fridge with a little window on it. The electric smoker changes the game for barbecue. So you can catch the barbecue at 99 cent a pound at the grocery store. Throw those on there. You can feed it wood chips for four or five hours. Go to bed. You know, let it go all night. And the next day you have barbecue that all the neighbors will be jealous of. We could talk about that all day, but we did kind of have a subject for the show today. Um, It is the Carolina Contractor Show, not the Carolina uh, Barbecue Show, though. Be honest, that would be an awesome show. That's going to be our second show we'll be doing. Uh, We'll start that up soon. Let me do a quick summary of last week, because this is what got me and Donnie to today's subject. Um, We last week, we're talking about mainly appliance installs, but you you need a new appliance, a washer, dryer, dishwasher, stove. It doesn't matter. And you can go to the big box store and have them deliver it, install it, or you can do it yourself. And the cost were kind of surprising because some things, the install costs more than the actual product, but other things you might not want to install yourself. I've bought appliances. Donnie has too. put them in ourselves or had someone do it for us. What got us talking at the end of the show when we ran out of time was there are some things that you really do need a contractor for. I don't know how long some of these big box stores have done some of these major installs like windows, new roofs, but maybe you should hire a general contractor who's private like yourself, Donnie. Yeah, there are several items that, that require a contractor. And I think last week we covered a lot of the things that were DIY worthy because uh, there's a lot of stuff. You can, if you're handy, you can do a lot yourself. You can save yourself a lot of money. But uh, when it comes down to these things, I think it's definitely... Uh, a good thing to explore, at least pricing, at least call somebody out, pick people's brains and get numbers before you decide whether or not you'd like to take it on yourself. First thing I would say is structural changes. So if you're going to blow a wall out and open up, say, your great room to your kitchen, usually, especially if it's a house pre-1980, you're going to have to get in-depth with the way that you transfer those loads. A lot of times when that wall comes out, the ceiling joist will come from the front and the back of the house, and they'll overlap over top of that load-bearing wall. So A hack that we have is we'll order an LVL. Let me default by saying you should always call an engineer to size the LVL. Uh, LVL is the acronym for laminated veneer lumber. I know you know that. Normally, it's a double LVL. Nine and a quarter will span, say, 10 feet-ish. If you go into 15, 16, 18 feet, you know, 11 and a quarter times two is what you'll need. And, of course, uh, you basically do two temporary walls, and you'll take the wall out and cut the ceiling joist, place the LVL in there, and you'll actually hang the ceiling joist to the LVL. So that's something that if you're a homeowner, I would not advise tackling that because, number one, you're going to shut your whole house down for a week or two while you get that done. But uh, number two, that's something that requires inspections, engineers, and contractors. So there's three people coming into play there. What other big projects would you maybe call a contractor off the bat? So I'll try to uh, consolidate this into saying PME, that's plumbing, mechanical, and electrical. And if anything's going to change with your plumbing, if it's fixture for fixture and you're going to take a toilet out and put a new toilet at, you don't really need a contractor, but I would advise a plumber on that. I think we commented last week that the toilet is the one thing that you don't want to screw up in the plumbing picture. But if you're going to rearrange a bathroom uh, or you're going to add a bathroom, that's something that definitely is contractor worthy. Uh, From the mechanical standpoint, there's only a handful of people I've ever met who could change out their own HVAC system. So uh, as far as changing out an HVAC system, there's a lot of pieces and parts. And I think the big thing there is the warranty. If it breaks, who's going to come fix it? So I think the peace of mind that comes with hiring a pro there is definitely worth the extra money spent. That's not a DIY in my book. And electrical is the least DIY out of everything. I would say, and this is just me being totally transparent, my most deficient area is electrical. I've never taken on electrical projects because I've always said, 
you'll burn a house down. You, it, it's, it's ridiculous to not just pay the money for somebody who does it every day to put their stamp on it and do everything the right way. So any kind of electrical changes, less, you know, changing out switches and outlets. If you have the, the ugly old yellow in the house and you want to kill the breaker and swap those out. Uh, one thing somebody told me a long, long time ago is if you're going to change out a ceiling fan, it, you know, it's dead at the switch. So if you want to change a ceiling fan out, you can flip the switch and there's no power going to it. You don't have to flip breakers and everything. It's dead at the switch. But other than that, for the average homeowner, I would say it's a guessing game. And I definitely recommend hiring a pro. This is one thing I do not like messing with. And a lot of people might laugh, but I hate trying to fix drywall. Let me play devil's advocate right here. I don't have a lot of time on social media, but when I do, I have a couple of guys who do drywall repairs and they're just kind of handymen or, you know, folks that are do it alls. And social media has some cool stuff on there. And I'll say that on Instagram, there's several people who have done things. And I'm thinking, I've been doing this for 20 years and I've never seen it done that way. So if you do choose to take it on as a DIY project, I would recommend spending a couple of hours on Instagram. Don't tell my kids I said that. I would recommend spending a couple of hours on Instagram. You'd be amazed at what you can learn there. And it, it's not rocket science, but it's still an art. There's so much stuff in construction and DIY that I see a trick or a shortcut and go, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I never knew how to do that. There's so much cool stuff online you can find. Absolutely. Absolutely. The internet's changed everything. I'm not a fan always because I don't have time to digest all that. But I will say for the people that do upload videos daily and and really play that game. I don't know how you do it. I don't know where you find the time, but they do. It's their full-time gig. All right, Donnie, I got an idea here. So we kind of were going to talk about, should you have a contractor or do it yourself? But a lot of these projects, you want a contractor. But out in the world of the internet, you tend to see a lot of things saying, hey, you can do this job yourself. You would put up a, a, a list one time, and I remember it talked about ways you can save money by doing it yourself, but they were listing major projects like bedroom additions and adding a new rec room or a new bathroom or renovating a kitchen. And I think the difference in doing it yourself versus hiring a contractor, the only way you save money is you're not charging yourself a labor cost, right? Yes, basically, that's exactly right. Okay, so maybe the thing people need to consider about with a DIY project that's on a big scale, like a renovation, is are you really saving money? This list said a project was a bedroom addition slash renovation. If you hired a contractor, $36,600. If you did it yourself, $6,600, meaning you'd save almost $30,000 if you did a bedroom addition slash renovation yourself. I don't believe that at all. That sounds like you got the price from the contractor from the most expensive contractor in town. And it sounds like the DIY cost is that you milled the lumber from the trees in your backyard. Like you went all out 36,000 to 6,000. That's crazy. So um, definitely don't think the DIY savings are there. And for just a bedroom addition, there's a lot of other things involved like masonry, electrical, drywall, insulation, and so forth, shingles. So there's no way that that fits into that $7,000 limit. Have you ever taken on a big project to your house or something you've done that you're like, eh, I know I'm a contractor, but I should have gotten help on this? Absolutely. I'm a honeydew expert, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'm teasing when I say that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think I mentioned a couple of shows ago that I I, I, knocked, I went on, I did a keto diet and I knocked my sugar out. So um, basically knocked out a 40 item 
honeydew list in about three weekends. I was an animal, but that's the last time I did that. So uh, I'll say that uh, you sent me the list. And when I saw the 36,000 versus the 7,000 bedroom addition savings, of course, that number wasn't right. But I scrolled down the list and I saw roof replacement on there. And it says, what, the roof replacement, $9,079. And the DIY cost is $5,036. And I'm thinking, good luck. Because with roofing, if you don't know what you're doing, you just don't want to do it. So there's a $4,000 discrepancy, roughly. And I guess if you're just reading through the list, you're thinking, well, that's the cost of the labor taken out of there. And that's the cost of uh, the overhead and profit for the contractor. And there's a few other things that people don't think about, like the cost of the dump fee. So when you take all those shingles off, how do you get them to the dump? Do you have a dumpster? Do you basically have two dumpsters? And so that could swing. That's either four to $500 as much as $1,000, depending on the tonnage. And people don't think about that. Does the dumpster scratch your driveway when they drop it in there? What kind of warranty do you get? We're a certified contractor with SureTop. So when, when someone puts our shingles on right out of the pack, they're 30 years and they're prorated. When we put those on because we're certified, all my guys have been trained and we give a formal warranty that comes from a $6 billion company. Uh, that's 50 years and non-prorated. So that's really strong. And I've seen maybe two in the last 10 years warranty claims and they jump on it and they make it go away. They handle everything. And it's sort of like insurance until you need it. You're just buying air. And so uh, sort of like with a roof warranty, if you don't if you don't need it, you don't know what you got. But when you have a warranty with the number one shingle manufacturer in, or I say the largest shingle manufacturer in the world, uh, and I say number one because I prefer them. My guys in the field always comment on GAF and they say, hey, this is the best shingle. Please advise people to put this one on because it holds up so much better than everything else. So we're, we're GAF folks all the way. I just think with a roof replacement that it's such a labor intensive thing, especially this time of the year, that you'd be wise to just pay that $4,000, get your warranty and move on. If someone puts on their own roof, they're going to re-shingle it and they, they got the shingles from GAF, they're the best and they put it on. Because they're not a certified installer, I'm assuming they may have saved some money right up front by doing it themselves, but they've lost the ability to have any recourse if there's something wrong with the install and maybe repairs. Not only that, they have only the warranty, the 30-year prorated warranty on the shingle itself. So there's nothing included with the labor. Basically, we do a what's called a silver pledge standard, and the silver pledge comes with workmanship and manufacturer's defects. So you get both. And if something's going to show itself from a workmanship standpoint, it usually shows itself in the first two years. So basically you're taking on a lot of liability. If you want to install your own roof, you're looking at a potential back injury, uh, all your neighbors or friends, family being mad at you because you ask them to help you. And uh, it's probably not going to be installed correctly. So roofing is the one thing that I think is the least DIY on your whole house. Maybe you have to replace the plywood or the OSB. Got to factor that in. You're going to need nails. You're going to need felt, maybe button caps, whatever you're going to need to put this in. You need to understand the intensity of the project before you do it yourself. And if a roofer has been doing roofs like your company for how long, SureTop been around, Donnie? About 13 years. 13 years. I have a feeling your guys know how to put on a roof efficiently and correctly and to meet the requirements for GAF versus me and three of my buddies taking a whole weekend to try to put it on. Oh, no doubt. I trust you fully, though. I think that I think that you would do it. It just might take you two weeks uh, for what it may take my guys two days. So <laughs> exactly. So again, according to that sheet, you could save four thousand dollars by putting a, a roof on yourself. You'll spend four thousand dollars at the chiropractor afterwards. That's just my prediction. 
I don't do ladders anymore. Once I hit uh, 50, I said, I'm not climbing onto the second floor of a roof. So I'll let somebody else do that. And I don't want to be swinging a hammer or even using a nail gun. Like you said, in this current weather, when you've got heat indexes of 105, I'm going to let the pros do it. And then I can go to work. And within a couple of days, my roof's done. And uh, Billy Joe Jim Bob across the street putting on an, a roof himself is still going to be doing it up to two weeks later and is not going to have a warranty. I'm, I'm just want to sleep better with the uh, warranty because, hey, 50 years transferable once from GAF, sign me up. Right. And they don't even have to take, they can take your money. They can take it slowly. The finance programs that, that uh, we have in place, you know, basically you get a roof for a hundred bucks a month and, you know, that roof, it's not like you have to come up with that $9,000, $10,000 in a chunk. So all the way around, we've, we've got that part of the process worked out. And I'm sorry that we spent so much time on roofing, but definitely uh, get that question a lot. And a lot of people, uh, that that's what they want to know. Can I do my own roof? And I, you know, my vote a thousand percent is no. <laughs> and not to toot your horn for you, but suretoproofing.com is the website. And like you said, you have financing options there. I think what people need to realize with a financing option is the deal is really good. The payments are affordable, but it also allows you to go, I need a new roof. And since I'm financing this for a little bit more money, I can get your team to put in a new gutter system too. And you can take care of a lot of things at one time for a very reasonable cost. Yeah. When I got started, I have the same crew that I've had for 15 years. And so I started as a builder and then evolved into a roofer. I know that sounds backwards, but we still do both. Uh, my guys are so well versed in framing, siding, roofing, gutters. They just there's nothing that they can't do, and they're very detail oriented. So I I'm a very blessed man. Uh, when people crab about labor shortage, I just kind of get quiet because I have the best guys, and um, you know they're family. So uh, keep plan on keeping those guys around as long as things are going great. And um, yeah, just in a good situation over here with SureTop. Well, I just want to thank everybody for uh, listening to the show because we we really kind of picked a subject that we veered away from, but it just seemed like this list of how much money you can save if you do these big projects yourself was kind of false, to to put it bluntly. But uh, SureTopRoofing.com, if people are interested in a roof, the show wasn't designed to be a a big promotion about it, but the roof really is the most important part of your house because it covers and takes care of everything on the inside. So if you want to get more information, about having that done, you can go to that website. Also, you can find information at our website, which is thecarolinacontractor.com. Um, maybe next week, Donnie, I don't know. We'll we'll just we'll just hit the record button and start talking and see what happens. What do you think? I think it goes better that way. So I just enjoy talking to you. It's like, you know, we've developed a heck of a friendship over the four years and uh I, I lose track that we're on the radio because I enjoy talking to you. So yeah, kudos to you for getting into the construction world and um, things just seem to keep getting better. Our, our downloads are doubled and tripled. Uh, it seems like every two or three weeks I get more and more where there's hundreds of more downloads. So thank you for the support. Everybody who is out there want to digest the DIY content, the construction stuff. So uh, we get our motivation from you guys and thank you. Yes, definitely. Thank you everybody for all your support. And again, websites, thecarolinacontractor.com. And we can't wait to talk to you next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Learn more at thecarolinacontractor.com. Brought to you by GAF. We protect what matters most. 
If you suspect a severe thunderstorm or hailstorm has damaged your roof, contact SureTop Roofing. They'll inspect your roof, document any damage, and repair it quickly. SureTop Roofing, your local GAF Master Elite Certified Roofer. Visit SureTopRoofing.com.